stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You know, especially with nowadays where, where belt tightening, I guess, is the flavor of the day at City Hall. A lot of people have noticed something that, that's maybe not on the table that should. The, the, the whole issue of pensions when it comes to um, city council, right? If, if city council really wants to lead by example, the argument goes, why don't they start with their own salary and benefits? And in particular, pensions would seem to be a logical place to start. Uh, the Alberta government, for example, has moved away. Well, a long time ago, in fact, moved away from, from MLA pensions and has even uh, scaled back considerably on, on transition allowance. So isn't the time for city council to do the same? So, relevant question then to answer, if, if we're going to push for this kind of a course of action, is how generous is this pension? How much are we talking about here, and how does what Calgary has uh, compare to what, what other cities have? So a new study today from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation finds that, in fact, at least if we compare the two major cities in Edmonton, and I mean municipal government kind of all falls under the same provincial umbrella, but finds that uh, Calgary's uh, city council pension is indeed more generous, considerably more generous, uh, than for their counterparts in Edmonton. So maybe it is a logical place to start. We're looking to save money. Colin Craig is Alberta Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. Uh, Colin, good afternoon. Well, hello, Rob. Um, so let's get an overview then of, of what exists in Calgary, what exists in Edmonton. I mean, we can get into the, the specifics of the numbers, but, I mean, how, how do these, these politicians qualify for these pensions in the first place? Yeah, so it's a very, very different approach. And uh, something interesting that Edmonton did several years back is they had a citizens committee look at what type of benefits would be appropriate for their council. And there's many different types of pensions you can get into. And I won't get into all the specifics because it's, it's pretty detailed. But basically they said, you know, they didn't have a problem providing their council with some kind of pension benefits, but it needed to be reasonable for the public. And so they came up with a model whereby... Uh, council members there could either get extra money for, say, RSPs, or else they could go into a defined contribution pension plan. And that type of approach protects their taxpayers from bailouts and having to top up the fund um, you know, to make up for uh, dips in the market, all that kind of stuff. It's a very reasonable approach. We think Edmonton's on the right track. That report that the, that Citizens Committee wrote, they looked at the type of plan that Calgary has, what's known as a defined benefit plan, and he said they don't feel that that's appropriate for politicians. It's, it's too costly, too rich. And when you look at uh, Calgary's pension plan, it's a totally different type. And it's, it's very, very costly. And it's, it's uh, been very expensive for taxpayers over the years. From 2007 to 2016, so a 10-year period, Edmonton taxpayers spent about $1.3 million on their council's retirement benefits. In Calgary, it cost six point one. Million dollars, so it was about about five times more costly for the same we're period. We're blowing the whistle. Yeah. What's up for the same period? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and we're saying, you know what? This is just—it's too costly a plan. We don't have a problem with council members re- receiving some kind of retirement benefit, but it's got to be reasonable for taxpayers. So we're saying uh, for uh, City of Calgary to copy what Edmonton's doing, start moving council over into that type of plan, and council members in Calgary could keep the the benefits that they've already accumulated 
but on a going forward basis, they would uh, their benefits would be uh, the same as Edmonton. Right. So it doesn't have to be retroactive. We don't have to go and you know take money out of their pockets if you want oh, to put no, it that way. No. Right? no. We're, yeah, we're, we're you know we're trying to be reasonable. You know, we're not expecting them to lose money, uh, but at the same time, we're saying, as you pointed out at the beginning of your show, uh, a lot of people in the city are struggling. A lot of families are struggling. A lot of businesses are still struggling. And when you look at the top of the food chain at City Hall, what the, the benefits and the pay that uh, council receives, it's very very generous. And we're saying, you know what, you guys have to tighten your belts a bit more. And one of the things you could do is to just switch your pension benefits over to something that's much more reasonable for taxpayers. Right, which which really, <laughs> that doesn't seem all that radical, does it? No, no I'm biased, but no, I, yeah, I sure. certainly don't think it, I don't, I don't think it is, especially when you consider most people who work outside of government, they don't have any kind of a workplace pension. They don't have anything. So to say to Calgary City Council, look, we're not saying you can't have a pension, but just move to something that's much more reasonable. I think that that's very fair, uh, especially given the, the economic conditions that uh, are still hurting a lot of people in the city right now. Yeah, and sure. And I mean, especially when you're comparing Edmonton and Calgary in this context, I mean, it really seems like an apples to apples comparison, right? I mean, comparable mm-hmm. cities within the same province. So why would we see such dramatic differences in, in how they approach pensions? Yeah, and every year, you know, there there have been, if you look at the figures that we've put out, and we got these from the, the city of Edmonton and the city of Calgary, those are our sources, there have been a few spikes in uh, Calgary's cost during certain years in 2007, 10, 13, there were these big spikes. But if you take those spikes out of the equation, every single year, Calgary taxpayers are still having to pay more than double for our council's pension benefits than what's happening in Edmonton. So, you know, it's just it doesn't make sense no matter how how you cut it. And I want to be clear about something. We're not blaming the current council. We know that a lot of them are new or they they weren't around when this was established. This isn't a finger pointing exercise for us. It's it's really to say, you know what, it's too costly. Someone needs to address it, and that's what we'd love to see happen. And by the way, Colin, I mean, you, you got these numbers through access to information requests, and it, it seems odd that mm-hmm. we would have to go that route. I mean, is it is it difficult to gather information about these pension plans? Uh, yes and no. So with the city of Calgary, there's actually, and this is something a lot of people don't realize, but there's actually two pension plans set up for council. And the second type is one that only the mayor qualifies for. So he actually has access to two pensions, and it's because it's income-tested, and he's the only one with a salary that's high enough. So he actually qualifies for two pensions. For the one pension that all council members receive, those figures are posted online. For the second one, we had to file an information request to get it. And then when it comes to Edmonton's, I don't think that they broke out all the details. They kind of lumped it in with some other benefits. So that's why we filed an information request, and, and they responded with uh, the information we were seeking. All right. So is, I mean, I know City Council has uh, kind of an independent panel that provides advice regarding compensation, but is this something they, they could and should address directly themselves? Yeah, you know, I, I think when it comes down to leadership on an issue like this, you don't have to wait to be told. You could just simply go ahead and do it. And we have to remember that Calgary does have this, uh, they have had in the past a citizens commission that looks at council compensation. We think that's a good way to do it because it's difficult for councillors themselves to decide what their pay and benefits should be. But the last time that citizens commission came forward with a report, council looked at some of the recommendations and said, no, we don't like these, so we're not going to listen to them. 
And one of the things they, they talked about was getting rid of that transition allowance that uh, Calgary City Councillors get when they decide to quit or if they're defeated. So they, they scrapped that. So unfortunately, uh, you know, we think we have to get the public mobilized to call and email their councillors and, and almost pressure them to do the right thing, and that is to scale back this benefit. Yeah. Taxpayer.com, uh, much more the website. Colin, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate this. Thanks a lot, Rob. All right, take care. There you go. Colin Gregg, Alberta Director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> my, my reading of this is that that's, that's way more of a difference than, than should exist between Edmonton and Calgary. Again, they are technically different cities. Calgary's a little bit bigger. But still, over this 10-year period... Edmonton taxpayers uh, shelled out $1.3 million for costs related to retirement benefits for its council. Calgary, that number was $6.1 million. Much bigger figure over the same period of time. So I, I think it does give a lot more ammunition to the argument that, look, if we're, we're dealing with cost at City Hall, this is an obvious place to start. It's not a panacea. We, we don't fix the, the economic situation, the fiscal situation overnight. But it's a great place to start. 974-8255 is our number. 974-TALK. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.